Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hey guys, this is Leah Kate and you're listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to the Pop Nerd Lounge podcast. I'm Steph Pham. Each episode, I sit down with the creative to hear their story in a casual, informative, and empathetic conversation. When I got the email saying that Leah Kate wanted to do our podcast, I was absolutely thrilled. I remember seeing her videos on my For You page on TikTok. I had such a great time speaking with Leah. We talked about TikTok and how it blew up her song, but that wasn't exactly overnight thing for Leah. She had years of hustle before that. We also talk about how she went into pursuing music full time. I know that a lot of creatives debate about holding on to their day job and going into their creative field full time. And yeah, we talk about her EP, What Just Happened. So overall, it is a wonderful time. You know what time it is. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Leah Kate. Welcome to Popner Lounge. I'm here with Leah Kate. Leah, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. This is one of my first podcast interviews, so I'm stoked. Ooh. I think it actually might be the first ever. Well, we're yeah. so excited to have you then. And just to kind of unpack your story, I feel like you have so much to offer our little creative nerds. And so I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here too. When did you realize that music was your superpower? I was so young. I think I was four or five and I just was all, I would, I started singing before I could speak. And I was like, always just like, okay, like I can do that. Um, And it was always like everything I loved to do growing up. My brother and I built a little studio in our house and would make music all the time. We did our first song when we were like seven and 10 years old. Um, It's really been my whole life since before I can remember. Uh, So really starting at such a a young age, I would like blast Christina Aguilera in my garage and try and copy her, her vocal riffs and be like, I want to be able to do that. Um, And so, yeah, since before I can remember, music has been like pretty much my whole life. So (laughs) long time. (laughs) Well, you mentioned uh, working with your, with your brother. Uh, What was your favorite memory growing up as a songwriter and collaborating with him? I think like writing our first song together is one of my fondest memories Um, because like I always knew I could could sing, but I didn't really know like I could write. Um, And yeah, I just remember we went into the studio. He made this beat on GarageBand and I just started like freestyling an entire song. And then I was like, oh, my God, whoa, we just like wrote a song in like one pass. And I just didn't even like write the lyrics. It just like came out. And I was like, whoa. What, what the hell just happened? Um, and then we had this party. I mean, this, not this party, this song, our first song we ever did, it was called When the Party's Over. Um, and 
I guess Billie Eilish has the same song title. We came first, so it's fine. Sorry, <laughs> Billy and Phineas. Um, anyways, I think that was maybe the fondest memory. And I was just like, wait, that was really fun. And then that, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> I love it. And it, it's so cool that you, you had that connection of working with your brother. Because I love it whenever you incorporate creative things and working with your siblings. Because I remember growing up, my sisters loved to draw. And I was the weird kid that was super dramatic. And so we would do things together. I think I play, put on little plays with my little sister. It's fun when you create with your family. 100%. And like, you know, when you're young and don't have anyone else who wants to collaborate with you because you're 10 and have no clue what you're doing with your life, who's going to get in a room and try and make records with you and you have a family to do it with you, then that's always super fun. And I don't know what I would have done because no producers were probably going to work with me as like a 10 year old. I used to actually reach out. I would like when I was like 12 and 13, I would Google like Katy Perry and like Lady Gaga and figure out who the producers behind the songs were and be like, hey, like, here's like a voice memo of me singing. I like really need help, like making songs with productions. Like if there's any way you could help. Um, But no one really replied or gave a shit. So my brother was always there for me when I needed help and helped me make my first songs. And we still work together. Um, So, yeah, he's he's great. But yeah, very special to be able to collab with family. I agree. So speaking of family, is it scary sharing your work with family and friends versus when it goes to the public? Probably scariest, like, at first because no one's heard it. Like, by the time it goes public, I'm, I'm releasing it because I love it and I'm so excited about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a banger. I want the world to hear it. But when I first write it, sometimes I'm like, is this good? I don't know. So if I'm, you know, showing a friend or someone, it's usually in the very early stages of the song where I'm like, what do you think about this? So maybe nerve-wracking you know, showing people at its early stages. Cause when it's, it's ready to come out, I'm like, this song is it. I'm excited. Let's go. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that push that made you want to be a full-time artist? Um, I was kind of like pushed into, like, I was very afraid for so long. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't pursue a career in music. That's like, I don't even know where to start. I didn't know anyone really. And I don't know. I just, you know, before streaming, you needed a record label to get your music out. So it was like, that's impossible. Like, how am I going to sign to a record label? Who, who am I? So I started like, you know, just working jobs that didn't really make me happy. Um, you know, I like moved to New York and worked at this startup and was kind of miserable because I would be in the studio all day and all night, but I would just do it for fun. It wasn't my career. Um, I started putting out a few singles um, and then I got fired from the job and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm going all out. Like I hate every job I've ever gotten. It sucks. I don't, I'm not happy doing working for anyone else. So I just like moved back to LA and started pursuing music full time. And you know, it eventually (laughs) hard work started paying off, but I guess just times it, it took like, getting over tons of fear and caring what other people think. I was so insecure. Like I, God forbid I released a song and other people had to hear it. It was like my worst nightmare. I don't know what the shift was. Just, I think like growing up one day, I was just like, wait, I literally could care less. And this is what I'm doing and it's done. And I just went for it. (laughs) So was time the thing that came to you that helped you get over that hurdle of the fear of judgment because um that was something that I was kind of thinking about when I was talking to another guest like we talked about fear of judgment but that's something that holds a lot of creatives back as what especially in the early stages we're like oh my god I'm just a novice I'm a beginner I haven't really done this a whole lot so I'm afraid of what people will think of me what helped you get over that hurdle of caring about what other people thought 
I think it was just like time and like practice and, you know, the more songs I would write and put out, the better they would get. And just kind of like, I really don't know what it was. I literally just woke up one day and I was like, I don't give two shits anymore. Like, I just don't care before. Like, I would release a song and my friends would be like, let's play it. And I would be like, no, 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 no. But now I'm like the drunk, annoying person at the party blasting my EP. Like, I don't, something just changed, shifted. I think I was, it was the universe just being like, stop. Why, why do you care? And now I mean, I'm, I'm literally, I, I don't care. I, if someone doesn't fuck with me, I'm like, great. I don't care. I literally don't care. I'm a lot of people do and a lot of people don't. And that's fine. You don't have to like me or my music. But if you don't, it doesn't affect me. I think literally I just woke up one day and I was like, nope, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, because like when you when you create something, you start to appreciate the stuff that you created. And, it, and that's like the bottom line. If you enjoy what you made, then it doesn't matter what other people think, like as long as you like it then it can just be for you. And then it could be like a little document of your journey of like, hey, I used to make things like this, but now I worked on it. I I learned more about it. I got better at it. And then, you know, this is my journey. And so, yeah, that at least that is what comes out of it. It doesn't matter like how big your supporter base is. It's just like, you know, <clears throat> if you enjoy what you make, that is like the bottom line of being a creative is just making stuff that you enjoy yourself. For sure. Doing what you love. That's the best part. Like I can't believe I just make songs and like sing for people for a living sometimes. Um, but like, I love it. So I'm very grateful. (laughs) I was reading your bio and I was very impressed because it sounds like you basically run like a full service label out of your bedroom. You're like your own creative team, like your own A&R, your own manager, publicist, basically just this boss, absolute boss. So if you were putting together a survival kit, for somebody who wanted to do the same, who wanted to be their own creative team or whatever, uh, what would you put in there for them to give them a little nudge? Right. To like, you know, release music and promote it and all of that. Right, right, right. Um, you know, first and foremost is like great songs. So like, you know, just the music, um, that's where it, you know, that's the most important thing. If like the music is great, like it finds its way to getting heard. Um you know, so with every song I do, I mean, streaming, there's been like a, a revolution in music. And that's obviously like the rise of TikTok, which is pretty much the only platform that's breaking music. You know, it's not radio. It's not Spotify. It's like, I mean, you know, of course they, that they do break songs, but TikTok kind of revolutionized everything. So, you know, just putting, it's a great way for music to get heard and can break a song with one video. So, you know, as much as I hate social media, I would definitely say be active on, on there. And, you know, you don't need to spend like thousands of dollars on videos. You can go out to like the beach with your iPhone and make cool content. You know, you don't need to like spend a bunch of money to, to make stuff happen. You can like be super creative and, you know, literally like do videos and content and canvases, whatever on like your phone. Um, so there's so much you can do with like so little. Um, so you don't need, like, you don't need a label. You don't need a million dollars. You know, you can, you can do it yourself. You can put music out easy. Like you don't need, you know, you can use DistroKit or TuneCore or whatever. So yeah, you don't need, you don't need a whole lot. Just, you have to be smart and, and yeah, just, yeah. I think that answered your question. <laughs> yes. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. 
We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. And you know what? Sidebar, a little sidebar. I think I, like your video came up on my FYP. Why would it not? Because like your song blew up on TikTok. We're going to talk about that oh a little bit. Yeah. But I think, yeah, yeah you've you popped up on my uh, my FYP several different times for your song, um, Fuck Up the Friendship. And I was like, who is this girl? This is a banger. I love this song. Let's talk about that, uh, about your song going viral on TikTok, because that's what a lot of artists hope for, is for their song to break out on on TikTok and for it to go viral and for like this domino effect to happen. So um, with social media and maybe in particular TikTok, how can they view it as a step on the staircase versus a golden ticket? I just think like, you know, like with, with Fuck Up The Friendship, I was like, this song, I I know it's a smash and it's going to be heard. I was like, this song will change my life. I just like intuitively felt that way. And everyone was like, don't release it as fucking the title. Like it's, it's not like, I don't know, people, it's just not whatever. Don't, don't put it out. And I did. And I was like, I'm going to post every single day until a video gets traction and I'm going to reach out to creators myself. And I would like DM creators all day long. Hey, will you make a video with this? Will you please post this? And some people ignored me. Some people, you know, would, would make videos. And then a one day, six, seven months later, after it came out, one video took off and I was like, great, it's going viral. Like this is happening. I'm manifesting it. This is going viral. And then literally it just started going viral. And I was like, wow. So, you know, you have to like, you can't just expect to like go on and like have a video blow up one day in. Like it took like a year and I was just like every day, never giving up. You just have to put great content, authentic, relatable content out there and tell your story. And like, it will be heard at the right time or when it's supposed to be. So, you know, don't give up if something isn't taking off right away. Some things take time and I believe it all happens when it's supposed to. Absolutely. I I fully believe that because people assume that it's a very overnight thing. It happens in a snap and it really doesn't. Like you said, you, you manifested, you worked really hard, you contacted all these people and you said it took a year. And I know for some people behind closed doors, it looks like they went viral overnight. Like for example, Lizzo, like it looks like Lizzo had one song that just blew off and then it exploded her career, but she's actually been hustling behind the scenes for you know a while and she's been uploading youtube videos for a while before you know truth hurts and everything and so it's all about never giving up like you said never giving up and just hustling and and keeping at it because you never know that one thing that will break you and make you um you know explode and go viral and so yeah just keep it after I, i think that's a good thing to keep in mind yeah for sure just believe in yourself and keep pushing and know it's literally not overnight like i had like 15 years of grinding before one song got heard and a year of putting stupid shit on the internet until a video got seen. Like literally my videos would get like 200 views. I'd be like, cool, I give up. I hate this, but I didn't give up. And you know, then shit took off. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give to artists when they face a roadblock, for example, like rejection, distribution problems, maybe a worldwide pandemic. So like what, what advice would you have for artists uh, to kind of cope with roadblocks? 
Um, I think just like everything happens for a reason, you know, like I've had a bajillion roadblocks between managers firing me and me being like, I suck. No one wants to work with me to like drama with people or whatever it may be. And everything happens for a reason, I think. And, you know, if something's not meant to be right now, then like there's a reason why it's happening. Maybe you shouldn't put that song out. Maybe you're not meant to work with these people. Maybe, you know, it's going to lead to like some inspiration for a hit song you're going to write. Just know that like, just trust the system. And like, I feel like the universe has its ways of, you know, making things right. So just, you have to be like, fucking this industry is full of ups and downs. No one, Dua Lipa, I don't care, Lizzo, everyone has road bumps. Their life might seem perfect on social media, but it's usually not. I have road bumps every day of my life and (laughs) nothing is easy. So, you know, just know that like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) And it's happening probably for a good reason. I love, I love that whole, um, mantra of the, it's in the universe and it's in the universe's timing. Cause I, I fully believe that too. And, and you're right. Everybody has road bumps. I think that's something that a lot of people forget is that you're right. Like everybody sees through that social media lens that it's perfect. And it really isn't like everybody has their ups and downs. Everybody had to deal with a lot of stuff to get to where they are. So I think that, yeah, I think that's something that we have to keep in mind is that um, we can admire somebody's work, but having them seem like they have the perfect life isn't the case. Like everybody has um, their problems to go through, even if they have super success. And so I think that's a good, that's a good thing to keep in mind for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, even me, like I, I moved to New York to pursue music. So I was like, I have to get out of LA, but I was like, I have to get a job at the same time to like pay my to pay bills because it's so expensive here. When I got fired, I was like, my life is over. I have to move back to LA. This is so sad. Can't afford to live here anymore. But that gave me the push. I was just devastated. Like I did not want to leave, but that really was, you know, gave me the push to like pursue it full time and live at home and like grind and just be like, whatever. And then things started taking off from there. But if that week, if you had been like, Leah, are you okay? No, I was in tears, literally in my bed for seven days. Like my life is over. I hate everything. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your EP. What just happened? By the way, I love it. Go stream it. If you haven't listened to it, it's absolutely, it's, it's so good guys. Just, just go stream it. Go stream it. Go check it out. (laughs) Uh, Did you ask me what my favorite song was? Yeah. (laughs) Veronica. I absolutely love Veronica. Oh, it's like, it's absolutely my favorite song. So uh, this feels like a body of work about life, like the the great parts, the messy parts, the empowered parts. Did you see kind of like a thorough line when you were making it or did it kind of just kind of come together as you were making it? Um, I think the common thread, for sure, there was a common thread and that's just like empowering, like I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be afraid. Like the title of what just happened is kind of just like, cause my life took this 360 turnaround. I like moved back here and like all these like wild things happened. And I, I just didn't even realize it. And just, you know, my life took a huge turn for the better. Um, but what that took was like my mindset shifting. And like I said, not caring, just like going for it, not being afraid, not giving two shits what people think. And like, I like to reflect that in my music between, you know, if you listen to shit show, it's like, this is who I am. And sorry if you don't like it or like, fuck you. Anthem is like, (laughs) bye, get out of my life. Um, they're all very like (laughs) empowering. I'm going to go after what I want and I have no shame. Um, I think that's the overall message, you know, between Veronica, which is a true story about a true girl. Uh, her actual name is Veronica. Just 
having no fear and i think that is the the thread and all of the songs um owning who you are and being proud and knowing that you're gonna like face like the bumps and be a little crazy or <laughs> call someone's name out in a song and just owning it so i'd say that's the main theme and i hope people can pick up on those vibes and and live life with the same kind of mentality <laughs> yes and speaking of veronica I, what i really like about that record and why it's my favorite is that you flip the notion of infidelity like the of the cheater in the in the narrative you flipped it and you turn it on its head so what kind of inspired that to flip like the societal perception of infidelity or confronting a cheater right because like normally you would probably like hate on the girl um but instead i was like you don't even know this isn't your fault and the guy is at fault here not you so let's become best friends and turn fucking against him right now um so i was just like yeah let's flip it why why like why should I hate this great girl who's like super dope and didn't even know or do anything wrong? It's it's his fault. Um, so I just thought that was the right thing to do. And I'm, you know, all about female empowerment and just didn't feel like there was a need to, to shit on her. I was like, I'm going to write the song and title it after your name and you're my friend. <laughs> I love that. Like society like pits women against each other already. Why do we need to contribute to that story? Why do we need to compete or feel like we have to be vengeful for, towards that other person when like you said they they didn't even know. It wasn't their fault that they were in the situation. Right? Exactly. I agree. There's literally no need for it. So try to flip that narrative and hope other girls can be inspired because I'm sure this shit happens every day. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because how many fuckboys are out there? Like, there's countless. Come right. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, that's so old. <laughs> so what things did you have to let go of in order to grow as a better artist? Hmm. Definitely, like, caring what people think. Um ego because a lot is not going to work before it works so you know there are days where like i would get 10 streams a day and be like cool it's it's a it's a it's a marathon not a sprint yeah just really letting go of like i think just caring what like outside judgments are and just appreciating you know that i'm able to write a song and put it out and let people listen to my art. Um, so yeah, I think letting go of that really helps with my journey. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> Leah, you have been so incredible and I appreciate your honesty and just being vulnerable with me for, uh, for a hot minute, but uh, we've reached my final question for you and it is, why are you a creative? Because I like to impact people's lives. Um, I used to like, I would go out, this is like, I remember I'd go out like super young, maybe it was at a club or a party and like good music would come on that would like make me feel a certain way. And I would just be like, oh, like I want the songs to be my songs. Like, you know, whether it's making you happy or sad or emotional or empowered. And I would feel like so like touched by music that I wanted to do the same to people. So, you know, whether that's like inspiring someone to 
do something or, you know, make someone feel empowered or happy or want to get fucked up with their friends. Like the power of music, I feel like does that. And I, I always wanted to be the person who impacted a vibe or a mood or someone's life. And I do think music has the ability of doing that. Um, but yeah, that's always what I wanted to do. Um, and I feel like I now do that and people are, are impacted by music I put out and that's just always what I want to do I love it and it's fun and it's you know my dream but ultimately it's just like impacting other people's lives and yeah that's the the joy that I get Mm. and and that's it you summed it up perfectly that is why we're creatives is to impact you know others lives and to feel like we contribute something to society hopefully in a positive way and i feel like you've done that i feel like you've contributed these great stories and relatable content that a lot of us can relate with out there and so thank you for being an artist and uh, i want to turn the floor to you and you can tell our listener where they can find your music where they can find you on social media check out her stuff guys it's Awesome. Um, so yes, I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can plug away. Amazing. Well, my name is Leah Kate. Um, Leah Kate on Spotify. My new EP is called What Just Happened. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Leah Kate Music, or YouTube, Leah Kate. <laughs> and did I say Instagram? Oh, Instagram is at Leah, just my first name. So come reach out, send me a message. I respond to everyone. Come say hi. <laughs> Brilliant. Leah, thank you so much for speaking with me. You've been an absolute doll. I feel like I feel like we've known each other for a long time and this was just like a little casual hang. Seriously, like just from the start, like showing up in my hair wrap, I feel like I was just like, oh, this is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. You are an absolute doll. (laughs) Likewise, this was so fun. I can't wait to hear the podcast. (laughs) If you want to learn more about Leah, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham serves as the editor and host. For all things Popner Lounge, visit our website at popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you tune in next time to join us for another conversation with a fellow creative. For Popner Lounge, I'm Steph Pham. <laughs>